Can't get enough, Mummy Dearest? Double your content by subscribing to our Patreon. Subscriptions as low as $1 a month, because Zach and I are two cheap little hussies and we'll take what we can get. Now, on to the show! Welcome to the Mummy Dearest Podcast, a podcast where we used to talk about the mummy, but now we talk about other movies, too. Welcome back, everybody, to the Mummy Dearest Podcast, where we unwrap pop culture from the 90s, 2000s, and today. I'm Zach Mellon. I'm a Slona Steele. Slona Steele. And today we are unwrapping Real Housewives of Miami Reunion Part 2. Wow. Do we even get a, a, a we did it. footage, a secret reveal? It didn't look like I don't did. know. We did it, though. I don't know. We, we did it, Sloan Joe. We did it, Joe. We completed another series. I always feel so proud of us when we get through a whole series. It's This is yeah. the second time, Yeah, but we did it. I mean, this was an easy breezy thing to get through. I could have used loved 20 it. more episodes. Same. But I think we could have used, I think we could, we feel that way because they only gave us 12. That's probably true. They gave us just enough to keep season two interesting when we go to Eastern oh Europe wait. to find the baby assassin. I think that when Alexia was like, we're going to have that party in the next couple of months, I think that she was like alluding to the fact like we're waiting until filming starts to have that party. We're waiting until Andy gives us the go ahead. Andrew Cohen was <laughs> really himself in this reunion. He, like it's as if he's so comfortable on camera now that it's as if there's not even a camera there. He doesn't give a flying. Sh- he doesn't give a shit about this franchise, which is why he. That's what's fun. great. Yeah. He, he literally fun. says, he says at one point, let's talk about something more interesting. He, when he stood up and everybody and was it, dancing. Oh, I was like, that's like him. That's his Miami gay, like personality. He loved, he loves being a Miami gay, but he seriously is just like, you women are all very blessed and lucky to have me. Like, let's keep it going. Like I'm not wasting literally. Like, like Lisa Hochstein, get it together. We need to go. Larsa like, literally said, Larsa said, Andy, like joking around Andy bent over on camera and Larsa goes, Andy, that's your only fans pose. And he goes, let's talk about something more interesting. Well, he, and they weren't even filming. Like that was like a break. <laughs> they weren't like that wasn't even for the show. Andy was like, that wouldn't be my butt pick, which led me to believe that he wants to show whole picks. He likes whole. I think, oh, he seems like a major top to me. I would like to know from um, our gay listeners, what is the allure of a whole pick? Is it to just check out the sites? Listen, we all know that I experience a lot through sexuality and like I'm open to I'm open to new things. I am here to be queer. And what I want to know is why whole picks are like I have no I have not a single ounce of me that wants to see a butthole. Like I find them to be revolting and I'm not judging anyone who likes them or wants to put anything in them or wants to be inserted into like, I just have no, no interest. Buttholes are true. All right. I don't want to judge anyone. I'm just saying like, to me, (laughs) I get it. I understand. I don't, I don't necessarily need to see a hole. It just, to me, it looks like I'm looking at like 
something that like NASA would like inbox me. And I'm just like, I don't really know what I'm supposed to be looking at. I'm not yeah. a scientist. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. I just don't, I don't want to listen. If things, if one thing leads to another and holes come into play in the bedroom, I just don't want to see it. Do you want to hear something gross from my porn days? Sure. Are you sure? I, I, I want to hear it. I'm wondering if people on a Thursday afternoon want to hear it. I think they do. Okay. So in my porn career, I stumbled upon many things that left me broken, shaking on the floor. But what really got me wondering about just like the human condition was I stumbled upon this one woman who had a birthing fetish and she would insert these inflatable sex devices and she would pump them up until they were the size of what you would deliver, like delivering a baby. And it was in the hopes of ruining her vagina. This was, this is a fetish called like vaginal ruin. And she would put weights, like she had labia piercings and she would put weights to just, so everything was just stretched out and open wide. Now, why you would want to look like a butterball turkey at Thanksgiving with the gizzard dripped out, I'm not sure. But more power to her, I guess. How do you, like, when you go to the gynecologist, are they like, ma'am? You know what I like about that? What? (laughs) I like that no, she will never, she will never be satisfied by a penis ever again. And I think that that's great. I think that she's come to terms with realizing that I don't want a penis. I don't need a penis. And yeah. a penis will never satisfy me. It's actually a really beautiful way of looking at it. I bet there is, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm sure, but I bet there is some kind of trauma that has happened where it's like, this oh, is not for anybody but me. I think, I think every sexual like desire that we all have or like fetish is, is just fetishes to me. And I'm not saying that I don't have any, I'm just saying that I think they're all just trauma related. Like what I, are yours? I don't, you've never disclosed. Well, nor will I. I'm just saying Fair. that I, <laughs> we'll I think that, that I'm not going to let that go. That's a, listen. We might have another podcast coming up where things like that might be discussed more, but we'll wow. see. We'll see if we get around to it. Um, we will. We will. But I think that all fetishes are just related to trauma. And I'm not yeah. saying that we should. I'm like, listen. I'm not fetish shaming. I just think we all have. Tra- we all have fetishes. And they're all traumatic. My fetish is Adriana's contact lenses. All right. Yeah. Let's get into the episode because she's wearing colored contacts in the year of our Lord, 2022. I didn't even know they made them anymore. I think that she watched this season and was like, I've got to do something. And her idea was colored contacts. That was, that was the takeaway. Her look this season was very harsh. (laughs) Yes. And I think that she realized that and she was like, I got to really go the opposite way. I got to get something going here. I love Lars's honesty or Lars is like, you look homeless. There really is. So there's a realism about Larsa that I really like. She's not refreshing. She's not like being a housewife. That's like the people are going to come at me for this. I can't say that she looks homeless. She doesn't give a shit. We all say those like really nasty things. We've, I don't know if we all say them, but we've all said really nasty things to people that we wish that we didn't in the moment. And Larsa doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, she doesn't. She just, she's like, 
She's so in her own world. Like when Andy was asking at the end of the episode, like what the, like the takeaway was and what people were looking forward to. And everybody had like a pretty heartfelt response. Lars was like, I just want to make money. Yeah. <laughs> like I love, I love her. I'm no, like, like, you're yeah. a dement- like you're a dementor. The first half of the season, I was like, Larsa can't come back for another season. But now I'm like, now she I'm like, needs bring to, her back forever. She needs to be. I think they actually just all, I think Gertie could probably be a friend of, I don't really know if. Gertie needs to be. I think she's given us every single thing. I mean, she gave us family tragedy, and it didn't move my needle. Her reunion personality, I think, was incredible. She was like very open and mm-hmm. like remorseful for whatever she had done, and she was like kind. And I, I really liked her during the reunion. I didn't really care yeah. for her during the show. Let's give her one more chance. Let's give her one yeah. more season okay. to prove. Because you I'll know, try it's anything hard. twice. Yeah, like it's hard to and Andrew Zimmern always says, if you're tar- if you're tasting something new, take two bites and then you'll really know. That's a really good idea. Like I had pig ear once and it was like oh. a really weird texture at first. But then on second bite, I was like, I kind I think this might be kind of good. And then by fourth bite, I was like, I don't need to eat it again. But it was an interesting textural like, and then by, the, by the time I was finished with it, I realized I didn't like it. <laughs> By the time I had eaten the entire pig's carcass on the side of the road, uh, <laughs> I was like, I think I'm done here. <laughs> You're like, and then when the pig stopped squealing, I. <laughs> and then when the vultures all left, I was like, I guess we're done. <laughs> we're done with this carrion, um, right? I really want to get into Alexia. <sighs> okay. Let me just like. Send I. Now, listen, I do. I hate the fact that Alexia comes from my girl, Nicole. Like, I hate it so much. Yeah. But she's very fair to me. And I love her more than any housewife I think I've ever loved. Like, she is what I imagine, like, the god of the underworld to be like. Very mm. balanced and fair, but completely frightening. A hundred percent. There's a moment where she's coming at Nicole. She doesn't stop. But then Nicole says something. And I think it's about Marisol. And it's a negative thing about Marisol, but Alexia goes, no, she's, yeah, that's true. She's right. Like, like saying to Nicole, like, you're right. Yeah. And I was like, that's like very mature. To say, (laughs) to, to side with your, with your friend's enemy is a hard position to take. But in my mind, it lets me know that that's a true friend who will call me out on my bullshit. I agree. And I, I, I respect that. I don't like yeah. people that are like ride or die. Like we fight, whatever. Like, no, it depends on the situation. Stu- sure. Of course. But like, if I'm doing something absolutely mm-hmm. stupid and rude and mean, I'm okay for my friend to be like, that's not cool. Like you need to like chill that it's, out. You, there's no better friend than when you're telling your, when you're mad about something and you're telling your friend about a situation that happened and your friend goes, well, and like they started off with, well, that well, but sometimes what they're, what they're about to say is, should you have done that? Was the other person a little bit right? Maybe you approached it wrong. And like, you're going to take it, you're not going to deal with it well, but in the long run, it. you need to hear it. You need to, because sometimes you're so caught up in your own, your own argument that you can't see the other side. I try to see the other side of the argument, but like, <laughs> sometimes I'm just like, no, I'm right. And I usually am. I feel, uh, yeah, I feel the same way. Like I, I am, I'm pretty good at when other people are arguing, I'm pretty good at seeing both sides, like pretty Mm -hmm. clearly. So I, I think I have that ability, but when I'm arguing with someone, I'm like, no, I'm right. 
You're like, listen, we're arguing because what you're doing is wrong. And what I'm doing is right. And so you need to move on to my side of the situation. So we'll get on the same page. I get that. Um, that. Now, I also want to talk about Alexia and Herman. Um, I will never think that anyone is more mature than Alexia in this situation. Like, her. I mean, even Marisol was like, I can't even believe the way you handled that. I mean, for her to be like, I love that he was able to be with this man. I love that he was able to fulfill his dreams. And I mean, let's be real. He wasn't able to fulfill his dreams. He didn't no. feel, he didn't think that he could fulfill them to that extent. Obviously he knew this man and like cared for him and whatever, but she's just like so mature about that situation. The thing is, I'm like, I wonder if, if Herman, here's the thing. I, I too, you know, okay. Let me, let me back up. Marisol says she talked to Alexia and she was like, Alexia, like, how do you do all this? And Alexia's like, what choice do I have? Like, what can I do? I can't, ch- like, I can't change anything. What choice do I have? Which is like a really good way to be. And it made me think about when Caitlyn Jenner tells Chris, like, I'm a woman. And Chris yeah. is like, obviously, like, very upset. They've shared an entire life together. But Chris is like, also, like, well, what choice do I have? This is who she is. I can't stand in her right. way. Like, you and can't Chris Jenner was like, things. And Chris Jenner was like, and I'm not a lesbian. And I'm not a lesbian. So, like, so we got to farewell. But what I, here. <laughs> what I worry about is that I hope Herman wasn't cheating on Alexia because it's always dangerous to cheat like in yeah. terms of like health problems and like STDs right. and stuff. So that gives me pause. But otherwise I think Alexia's response was absolutely hands down incredible for a Cuban woman to be like so comfortable. And listen, like Miami's very liberal, yeah. but it's still very Republican. So I understand why Herman hit everything he did, but for Alexia to be like, he was also middle-aged like, so it, it's hard, man, to be gay and and Hispanic. It really is. Not to mention, like, so it's one thing to be cheated on with another woman, right? Like, when you're a woman, because you, you're you obviously not giving your husband what he wants. Yeah. But in this case, Alexia has no choice. She can't give him what he wants. So it's like, oh, you have no to- No whole picks. And she, and she says, like, what like what choice do I have? Yeah. It was, it was amazing. And it's true. It's, like, amazing. It's like, and I was going to ask you. And so she says, um, like she says to Marisol, or I I think Marisol, like she says, I wouldn't want to have met them if it was a woman. Yeah, no, of course not. And I love the fact that she's like, I want to meet this person because we both have a mutual shared love for this person. And we're the only people who like knew him in that way. I would a hundred percent. Like I was going to ask you, oh, I would need to be like, like Paul, if Paul, heaven forbid, passed away and you found out that he had a a male lover, would you, well, okay. I don't know why I'm asking this question because you would just become best friends with him and you would have a podcast with him. Of course. And his name would be Zach. (laughs) (laughs) And you, it turns out at the end of the season, you, you confessed to murdering Paul. Yeah. 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 Cause he left me a lot of money secretly. I mean, okay, well, I'll be taking that for That's me. why you can't get your nails done because all of your money is going to my inheritance. Listen, Paul just texted me this morning and he Oh my said, God, when I said nails. Yeah. Sloan, when I just said that to you, literally I got a notification, like as I was saying it to you, that a nail place started following me. 
It's a sign. I don't know. And I just turned on my Instagram (laughs) notifications yesterday. Wow. As um, an influencer, I've had mine off for like years now. I always have had mine off, but I've been getting, I can't tell you why I put them on. I'll tell you later. You know, though. I think I, I think I know, you know, (laughs) I don't, I don't know, but I also do think I know you do know. Yeah. My leg just died. Like my leg just went pins and needles. RIP. It's always like the correct, like, what is that sensation? Rex had it happen to him recently for the first time. Did he panic? He was screaming, my leg, my leg, my leg's not working. It's weird when you get to the age where you know how to stop it. It's like weird when you get to the point where you're not at that age yet. No, like when you know how to make it go away. I'm not at that age. What do you mean? It's just missing blood flow. You just have to make it so the blood like circulates down to that area. It's coming. Okay. Oh, okay. The other leg's going. Okay. I was sitting Indian style on a chair that had, that has ridges. So I think it was compressing something dangerous. You were. Okay. Yeah. I was compressing a nerve or like something. Okay. Anyway, Alexia, (laughs) not Alexia. Sorry. Let's get into Lisa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into Lisa. Wait, no, we need, let's go back to Alexia because we need to talk about Todd. Yeah. Yeah, We need to talk about Todd. Oh yeah. 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 We need to talk about Todd. Okay. Todd, Todd. God, I go back and forth on this fight. (laughs) Cause I'll be, cause I'll fight you back. I'll fight you back. The Manzo jumped out. The Manzo, I would love, so what I like to do and how, when I see a housewives, I like to disperse them into other franchises. Oh, because, smart. Yeah. Like I like to think, cause like what, when this, when this first happened to me, <laughs> I was watching <laughs> Salt Lake City and I thought to myself, I don't really like all these women together. I really liked Salt Lake City, but I didn't like them together. And then I was like, but they would all work like really well on other franchises. If we sprinkled them into other places. If you disperse and they all would work really well in other franchises. And I was thinking each about franchise that. is like an ethnic food. And sometimes you could take right. a spice from one cuisine and make like a blended cuisine. Well, like I don't know how girls trip. Did you watch all of Salt Lake City season one? I watched two episodes of that. Okay, never mind that. I was oh, gonna explain so sorry. it to you, but no, it's fine. It anyway, didn't, it didn't capture me. Alexia. So the Todd, Peter, Frankie, Alexia thing is just like so guttural and real. It's and I forgot about it. Like that was like my favorite thing to talk about. And we haven't had to talk about it. And now we're back. And because I was with Todd until he called Peter a loser. Yeah. And I just attribute that to him being frustrated and like losing his words. Like, I feel like he was trying to get through to Peter and he was like, what you appear to be to me is a loser. Yeah. Like you're a loser. That's just as a kid, that's such a hard, and I know Peter is a grown man, but like, he's still a child, like a child in so many ways to hear that. Like it's always going to cut like for Peter. I just know it's always going to come back to hearing those words. Like you're a loser. It's so, it, and it's sad because like when you are a loser, you know, you are. I know. And he knows he is. And for a lack of better terms, he is like, I'm sure he has a lot of potential and I'm sure he, I don't know. I don't know if he has potential. I know. I, I just, <laughs> I don't know. 
Because he glamorized. I mean, look, it's got to be hard. Like, <clears throat> you don't understand something about Miami and Scarface and Cocaine Cowboys and that no, era. I do. No, I, and I don't. Yeah, I do. I know what you're saying. Like, I know that he. I I know that he thinks that this is like badass and like he yeah, thinks it's that his so glamorous. He, yeah, right. And he, like whatever his father. You know what though the difference is is like clearly his father made a business off of this and his father seems to be like kind of a and I don't know anything about him but from what Alexia has told us in like past reunions and stuff he seems like a good guy like a with a good head on it like there so in the international drug dealer so I don't know if he's a good guy with a good head on his shoulders I know but but are drugs like that bad um Yes, 80s, 80s Miami cocaine drugs and 90s cocaine drugs. Yes, very bad. I don't mean our drugs bad for you. What I mean is no, that whole scene is very bad. Lots of people because, died. Well, but because the government has outlawed them. So what I'm saying is like in the long run. Okay, so I just watched all the reunions again, all the okay. Miami reunions again. And when Frankie gets in the accident, um, Andy asks about his father. And Alexia explains what his father's like uh, involvement in it was. And Alexia explains that like, he's been there like every single day he was at the hospital. He's paid all of his hospital bills off. He's done all that. And it's like, I was like, well, maybe he's like not that bad of a guy. He just sells drugs and murders people. But listen, what I, I have known a lot of drug dealers, kids, the, Maybe the I'm families, not explaining myself. No, the, the 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 parents are very family oriented. That's what it's I mean. It's always about family. It's very, but like even like it's like in the mob. It's like it's very family oriented, and they care about their family and their kids and their friends. Right. But like they do horrible things. <laughs> they do horrible things. Like I think I've said this on the podcast before, but one person I grew up with, his dad fled the country yeah. after he caught the wife cheating and he had the the boyfriend murdered cut his dick off put stuff down his mouth and set this guy on fire in the everglades and then fled the country hasn't been seen since so yeah i'm not saying that they don't do horrible things and obviously there's a moral absence to these people yeah. um but what i'm saying is is like i feel like I think that there could have been those, but people can come around. I know people that have been in, in Peter and Frankie's situation that have come around that are like wonderful people. Are you looking at me as if I have been that? No. Okay. I'm just telling you that I know people. I'm just telling you the type of, the type of people I'm talking about with my I just think Frankie has glamorized that lifestyle. Sorry, but Peter has glamorized that lifestyle to such an extent that he's never going to go to an office and work. He's never going to. Right. And that's that's never going to happen. That's what I was in the long run trying to get around to. Like if you don't have a good head on your shoulders or you're not taking the advice of people with good heads on their shoulders, you are going to take the wrong path. And you're going to think that this was like, the thing is, is like, I'm not even saying that like, okay, so maybe he was like, what my dad did is awesome. And it's badass. It doesn't mean that you have to, even if he went down the path of his father, it doesn't mean that he would act the way he does. Am I making sense? You are making sense. The thing is like, 
Peter's life trajectory is going to be one of two things. He's either going to like try to become a DJ and his mom is going to fund it until it doesn't pan out. And then he'll either become a real estate agent or he'll work for Todd. Like that's it. That's those are the only ways. Those are really good predictions and they're big housewife tropes too. That's all he can do. I think that, um, well, he'll work for Lynn Curtin making, you know, wristbands. Making cuffs. Um, I follow Peter on Instagram and it seems like his job is like luxury car rental brokering. Yeah. That also is, that's another avenue for sure. Okay. Yeah. All one and the same. Yeah. It seems like that's what his like current job is. The luxury car rental to DJ to working in Todd's (laughs) office pipeline is that's a very classic Miami kid just kind of trope. Well, and the luxury car rental place, I'm sure, is a high school or, co- or a high school friend that owns it. I mean, or Alexia funded it completely. Or Alexia. F- I and do listen, feel like there I don't could blame be a car wash. There could be a luxury car wash in the future, You're right. Peter. You're right. Which will we be actually, used as we money might, laundering. We might sound like we're not into Peter, but like we actually do pull for Peter. Like we. I would love for, the only we're water way, signs like we ha- like. We pull for our people. We, yeah. The only way Peter can turn his life around, and I don't know anything about his personal life, but I'm just saying I grew up in Miami with wealthy kids. And I'll tell you right now, the only way this guy's going to get his act together is rehab and mm. therapy. And like, that is it. And he could become really a new good person. Mom. He has a mom that loves him and will and will pay for treatment. Todd loves Peter. Like he I loves agree. him. He loves him because he loves Alexia. And I feel like you wouldn't go to bat for someone like this unless you cared. And maybe he doesn't love Peter, but he loves Frankie. He cares about Frankie a mm. lot. We all and do. We all do. And if Todd loves Alexia, like he has to love her children and he has to do what's best for the whole family. I know. And, and why does the- it up? Why does the public think that like it's so like all like the questions that Andy was asking and even like things I see on Twitter, it's like the public uh, like expects Alexia to like dump her kid because he makes bad decisions. Like, yeah, I don't know what you're like. I don't know. Like I li- like because Peter's not even my kid and I still am like, no, he can do it. <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> I mean, to some degree, look, he's never going to do it unless mommy closes up her purse. Because he doesn't have to do it. If you don't have money, I mean, if, if, if you don't have money, you figure shit out. But the problem know, is if Peter doesn't have like money, him, it'll push him deeper into the bad that's parts. That's what I was just about to and say. And I think Alexia knows that and doesn't want to like either say it out loud or like say it within herself. Yeah. It and, seems like, like Peter is teetering on like a very dangerous fence. Yeah. Where like, it seems like he still maintains like, 15% normal life. Yeah. And then the rest is like not good. It's just like I I lived that life. I know, I know kids like Peter. Like I know this kid so intimately, Zach. Like I know every, I know a hundred Peters. And their parents just bankroll their lives because they know if they don't, it's it's honestly like a richer a richer version of like an intervention episode where the mom's like okay here's twenty dollars like but just like please come home and it's like because if you don't do Mm. that your kid's gonna be like in an alleyway doing the fucking drugs that's the thing it's like it's It's like like, people are so quick to call a mom's in the situation an enabler but it's like it's not you're not enabling for like a lack of strength it's like your child 
I I feel very I don't scared. have children and I and the children that I am close with, I would enable until the day I die. Like of course I can me too. I, I can't imagine the kids that I'm close with like ever going through something like this and then me being like, well, they gotta end up on the street somehow. Like I would never. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like when I used to watch intervention after I had Rex, I couldn't watch it anymore because I was like, if this happened to my family, I just don't know what I, we had someone in my family who was like a very serious addict and he passed away as my uncle. And he was like the black sheep of the family constantly taking money from my dad. Like, like my dad would give him money to like start a new business venture and he would show up at our house with like a new motorcycle. And my dad's just like, what are you doing? And he yeah. died alone. Like that was it. And it's just like, I would, I understand Alexia not kicking her fucking kid to the curb. Of course. Like, and trying to be like, well, what do you want to do? You want to sell luxury cars? Okay. Like here's a hundred thousand dollars to, you know, buy, buy a mid-level Ferrari. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's the horrible. The base level Ferrari. I know. The base level Ferrari. That's tough. And so Adriana is... can come and pose on it in Larsa's dress. <laughs> <laughs> that was something you cookie monster you look like the cookie monster you look like a cookie monster so now that i've been re-watching all of these adriana has not changed at all no growth no. one she has not grown an inch a centimeter millimeter she has been throwing offensive bully-like digs at housewives since day one and barbs. like no one cares like barbs I don't know like how for Julia to be like so poised and mature and then be friends with someone who's literally calling someone a cookie monster is like bizarre to me. And then the picture of her in front of the bathroom with Kanye. (laughs) What did that prove? She's like, see, I was at a bathroom with Kanye. We're all like, okay, their handshake. So was I. I know. When Larsa was like, yeah, she's a fan of Kanye. She's a fan of the Kardashians. She's a fan of me. That was really good. (laughs) It's Larsa's world and we're just living in a baby. And her being like, Kim and I are like, you know, we're like getting back together. It's like, are you though? Probably. Kanye was probably like, yo, your friend Larsa's trash. I wonder if. I know. And Larsa being like, I told Kanye what you said. I want to know the conversation. So she, like, Kim's, I need the text. I need screenshots of the text. Bro, Kim Kardashian <laughs> and Kanye, by the way, did, I don't know if you've been like following all of the drama. I don't it, have a choice. It just like, uh, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> a really good point. <laughs> no matter what you wake up and it's like someone in your face, like, did you hear what happened? <laughs> no, I'm like, I, I, please stop. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean the whole thing yesterday, like how many times did you see Kim Kardashian say, get off your fucking ass and work? How many times did you see that yesterday? If I was like at the grocery store and I was like looking at the price of something, there was, it was like the literally, I was like, oh my God, it was everywhere. It was everywhere. But I did love all the people that worked for her, like coming for her and being like, Hmm, that's weird. Cause when I worked for your app, I was working 12 hours a day. And then I got fired for taking one day of sick leave. So, <laughs> and I was also a door dasher and worked at ACE hardware, but that's okay. I'll get off my ass next time. So I did like that. And then Kanye called her Marie Antoinette. <laughs> See by the way, wait, really quickly, shout out to if you are into this stuff and you if you enjoy the Kardashians on like a oh on an esoteric. Sorry, my sister is calling me. 
Oh, when you said, oh, I thought it was a Kardashian. Hold on. Sorry about that. Um, when, if you, sorry, if you like the Kardashians on like a very like esoteric level and like you want to like know more and like you like the, um, how do I call it? What do, what do you call it? Like you want to- intricacies? The intricacies of like the performance of it all. Follow Kardashian Colloquium on Instagram because oh. it is, it like- it goes into the Kardashians in like an academic discourse where you're just like, there's so much here. There's so I much to love, I love the culture of the Kardashian. Like, well, then the you'll Kar- love Kardashian colloquium. It's fascinating. Like what they've brought to us. I don't even care about them. Like as people, it's like, I love their existence. I love yeah. that. I love the phenomenon of this family. I love that they've come from like, tr- like trash with cash to who they are now. I love that they've trash with cash. It's like they've, and like, listen, for whatever Kim says, like, for two people who find it hard to watch a movie and then record about it, she does work. And like, she clearly does work very, she probably doesn't rest much. No. And like, I find that to be like a very hard worker. She's busy. She's busy. And we hate being, you and I hate being busy. I, I believe no one should have to work. We should just all be laying around all day. So that's, so yeah, like in the, in the sense of like, I mean, like sometimes it's like Sloan, you know, like when you have to post something, it takes all of you and all of me. We have Kim Kardashian like doing a million things a day. Are so, they things that like listen, no, no, is she like, welding things? No. Like, but no, she's not a plumber, you guys, but right. she might she's be in working a hard season. in the field that she is. She's I mean, answering emails at the very least. To be making this much money to and be producing is, this much content and product and pro- I don't even products, understand. It's like I'm not saying that she isn't a horrible boss. I'm just saying like she does work hard. I know I talk about Trixie Mattel a lot, but like Trixie has a podcast. They're going on tour right now. Yeah. With a stage show. She has makeup. She has a music career. She has a newsletter. Like she has so many things. And I'm just like, and Kata is always like, I don't know. Like, I don't understand like why you do this to yourself. And Trixie's just like, I can't, I don't know how to stop it. Like the wheels. So many people depend on her now. I can see how it's, I can see how it can spiral. Like if I didn't have a full-time job, I feel like I would be really invested in things like that. But like. In what? In your own makeup line and going on tour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I can like see how it can get away from you and you don't have any free time. Like if you're not, but. You know, my free time I spend like making content, like tinkering. So, Sloan, I get I'll w- I wake up with sixty seven memes from you sometimes, like every day. And I just and I'll wake up and look at them, and then I'll just text you and be like, "What time are we recording?" Like it's. <laughs> but don't I send good ones sometimes? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Thank you. I try to like tailor them to you, or like tailor them you know, to the person I send it to. But the best is when I'm like, I have a great meme for you, but I haven't responded to your message. And I sit there and I go, I'll yeah, send to, I'll send it to someone else. And I just send it to someone else. I get, yeah, I get it. So, anyway. Okay. okay. So let's Back get into Lisa. Wives. I feel bad for everything I said about her this season, to be honest. 
I was thinking the same thing. And I'm really, she was so open and honest. And I like really appreciate that. Yeah. I think, I think she kind of saw how she was coming across maybe. And she was like, I've got to let people know that there is a deep, dark sadness and I'm hiding it with plastic surgery. But we did call it. We did call it. We did. We talked about a darkness this entire season. We did. And she did seem lighter on the finale. She seemed like it was good to get it off her chest. I mean, man, that's hard to like, even her tagline was like, so telling he built the perfect wife and I built the perfect life. And it's like, I don't know if you did baby girl. No, it's tough. And I think like, I mean, for her to say that she was, that she didn't take parenting seriously. That was. That's so honestly, I'm not even joking, but she like, that was brave. Like, yeah. For a mother, mothers get shit on like so easily and so much for saying the most minimal of things. And like for her to be like, I didn't take it seriously yeah. is like honestly very brave. Well, I mean, we also called that because we were like watching her interactions with her children without nannies. And you were oh, like, no, we this saw is someone it. who's yeah. never interacted with their child before. Isn't that, I know we like, we like pinpointed exactly what happened. Yeah, we really, I mean, we were I like, she wasn't around for the first year of her <laughs> child's life. And then she was like, I wasn't yeah. around for the first year of my child's life. I think she, I, I, I think Lisa's turning over a new leaf. I worry very deeply about Lenny asking for the third baby. I feel like when your marriage is in trouble and you put the baby bandaid on there. Well, I don't Lenny, think it's a baby bandaid. I think that it's. I think it's really easy to want another kid when you only see the cute, fun parts of the kid. Like when you're coming home and they're running into your arms and you're getting to eat dinner with them and you're watching a movie with them and you're giving them a bath and then they go to bed. Like that's so fun. Like that's a very fun part of having kids. So when you're only doing that and they're not ripping your hair out and throwing vomit at you and. Yeah. Like my experience daily. It seems like your experience. Yeah. I mean, like, that's the part that's like, I think it's easy for people to be like, I always tell my friends, I'm like, why don't you have another kid? Because like, I want to hold another teeny little baby. Like, it's easy to command. It's easy to be a general in the army. It's very hard to be a soldier. Right. And I think that's the front lines. And it's very easy to get that high. Like you for, you remember that high of holding a, the teeniest little snuggly baby. And you're like, I need that again. Like I need a fix. Like I got to tell you my friend Becca, who her baby was just released from the NICU after 67 days. So when I would, if I were you, I would fly there to snuggle that baby immediately. I'm like dying. I was like, I, I FaceTimed her yesterday or she FaceTimed me. And I was like, we FaceTimed. We yeah. spoke with our faces. Doesn't matter who did it. That baby was so freaking <gasps> scrumptious and looked. I mean, the smooth, poreless baby skin, the cheeks, the little stretches, the little hands. <gasps> and I was just like, okay, well, you know, whenever you're settled, just let me know. Like, I can't wait to come. Like, I literally was like, maybe five times. I was like, whenever you're settled, I'll, I'll be right there. I need. I know. I need to get my hands on that baby. Do you know how mad I was that my friend gave birth to like nine pound baby? I was like, how <gasps> dare you? I need like where is I, it? Well, no, I mean it's now the baby is 18 months old. Well, wait, but was wh- it close to you? Like close by? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's oh, like lucky. Oh no, I was able to snuggle it immediately. But what I mean is is like I've always I just want like I want my friends to have like six or seven pound babies just because like I want. I just, 
that teeny little snuggly peanut. Oh, baby Lily is six pounds. So she's oh. perfect. She's just a little tiny little chunk. And I'm going to, I'm probably going to snatch her. My friends, like snatch. one of my really close friends, both of his babies were born like at six something pounds. And I was like, perfect. Oh my God. Those bony little chubby. All right. I had, anyway, a, I, sorry, had a, you guys. I had a chunker from the start. I know. Yeah. Most, I feel like people nowadays have chunkers. Like it's, I was like 10 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> My friend Andy was like 11 pounds, 12 ounces, like, like literally over 11 pounds. Like, I don't even understand. It's, how. I know. Now I think, I feel like people now have chunkers. I feel like it's the milk. It's, I don't know what it is. It's the GMOs. I don't Rex know. Rex was huge and he was it's born the 5G three weeks early. So <laughs> I don't even know what would have happened. The doctor was like, you're lucky we got that out of you. I'm like, Okay. Anyway, yeah, Lisa's darkness is there. I predict a divorce in her future. Unfortunately, I feel very sad about that, but then I feel like we're going to we're going to see a um they get back together and we're going to have a People magazine, not a front page, maybe a top left corner and then an inside three-page spread of a we're doing it again Val, you know, they get married yeah. again. Like I'm going to say something strong. I'm going to say something that sounds mean and I, but I don't mean it, it to be malicious. I, I don't know if she's emotionally intelligent enough to get a divorce. No, I think she's going to hold off. She has her claws in there. She's got like crampons and ice picks as if she's, she's holding on for an avalanche. She she's doesn't not seem like go. she knows really Lenny's how to gonna, do it. No, maybe she Lenny will do it. I mean, Lenny saying. won't do it. Sp- if they Lenny don't have the papers, but if they have a prenup, he won't do it. I think he has a prenup. Don't they? That's what I'm saying. I, I mean, I would imagine they do, but well, I forget because they went through it on season on the season three reunion. They like went through and asked who had prenups and I forget what she said, but I think she, ha- they have to have a prenup, but how long have they been together? Like 14 years. Yeah. That's what someone said. Like it dissolved. Someone's like dissolved after 10 years. and Like it didn't matter anymore. Oh, Lars is dissolved, but I don't know if that's, that's right. every prenup or not. What do you think about a Joanna post-nup? Krupa? Like where Joanna Krupa is? Like how, why do you think they didn't ask her to come back? I think she declined after Adriana beat her ass at least. Oh, do you house. think that they asked her? I think she was just like, I'm not doing this anymore. I honestly didn't want to see her again. No, I had no, I had absolutely no need for her. Beautiful. I mean, I want to see her again. Stunning. In a picture. Stunning. But Stunning. I love when housewives and their fiancés or husbands are having marital problems on the show, though. I got to tell you, I just love it because I love seeing I love seeing the the denial and like the hope. Well, because right away they're like the fucking cameras, the fucking camera. It's like last night I was watching Summer House and this got like a, a guest at the house was trying to have sex with one of the people who live in the house. And she was like, right now. And he was like, yeah. And she was like, with the cameras. Yeah, and like yeah. they both turned around and looked at the camera and they were like, fuck. <laughs> that is so disgusting. I like love the third. I love them breaking the fourth wall, like in a show like that. I don't, I don't watch Summer House and everyone tells me I you should. would love Summer House. By the way, I started watching The Courtship. I don't know why you didn't get into it more. I started watching because, all right, I have a problem with. In I hate Bridgerton. I hate it. Oh, same. Hated Bridgerton. I hated. I hate like historical things that like aren't accurate. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like aren't act like it drives me up a wall. So what you're saying and is I, you're racist. So there's no, it's not even, it's not even that. It's the fact that like they're wearing, like they're saying that it's like period, but they're not wearing the right clothes. They're not like saying the right things. And then they're like, um, I don't like okay, so there's like, this like don't genre. Us. Don't dupe me. There's a genre of like woman and probably some men too that are really into shows like Down Abbey or The Gilded Age or Bridgerton. And they some and they'll say things like, Oh, I'm having tea, like Bridgerton, or like they'll have their friends over and they'll they're all wear hats, but they're just like bucket hats or like beach hats. <laughs> And they think that they're like wearing, do you know what I'm talking about? I'm having a hard time explaining it. It's like, yeah, there's a group of like old women. I know who, exactly what you're talking about. Okay. And like, if you're going to do a part, a themed party, I need to see invitations. I need to see a commitment to decor. I need to see realism. To clothing. I, need, I need to see realism. Right. Don't go rent your costumes. Right. Don't so order I, something off Amazon. I need to see. Yeah. Or like see. they go to put like a, a straw beach hat on and they're like, oh, I'm just like Downton Abbey. Let and me tell you, let me tell you something. What, what, you and I, when we make a lot of money from this podcast, you know what we're going to do? What? They have a party at Versailles where everybody dresses up in 18th century clothing. I just had head to toe goosebumps. And it is, I mean, it's everybody's dressed to the nines. Like you don't go there unless you have the head to toe, like, and everybody arrives. It's like, you can get a package deal where like you buy the carriage and like you, you enter and it's like, I mean, it's guys, my Venmo is open. Like if you want to, if you want to fund this, my Venmo is in my bio. Like do you imagine Zach, you and I going there, everybody's dressed up. Everything's lit by candles. Like your titties in the, in that corset. Are you kidding me? Zach? I like need to go to this party. Oh my God. Like that to me is see, I would love to do that, but the, and like, I would love to do that. Do you remember Sean Parker's wedding by any chance from years ago? Sean Parker got married in the forest in the middle of the forest. And he wanted it to be like game of Thrones themed. And every single person there wore incredible head to toe costumes. It was all celebrities, but it was like a theme wedding and it was like woodland nymph, Game of Thrones, like bare skin rug cosplay, yeah. like to the nines. And I just was like, I mean, I'm like, yeah, that's how you, that's how you do it. Don't show See, like, up. If, if this show, if the show, the courtship were about like the, like the, like the, the clothing or like the, the behavior. Yeah, they and, like, they like were a being, low-cut V-neck. That's what I'm, and they, they were being taught about how to dress and how, and it's like, that would be different to me. Yes. But yes. this is just, this is just the bachelor in costumes. I agree with you. Like we, like if they had gone, they needed to get into it more. If there were like someone living with them, showing them how them. they would be getting dressed. If they were ladies, maids and valets and like, like that really to me would be us. interesting. That would be interesting to me. This. Yeah. Cause you know, I think the concept of having like your fam, your parents there and like involved, like I like, yeah. I thought that was kind of a fun concept for a show. That makes sense. What but was like, that show on MTV that like involved the parents of the kids? Oh my it God. Was like, what was that? Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. It was really chilling oh my, we need to get our eyes on that i can't remember what i can't it remember the was. name someone will tell us someone is screaming yeah. right now i know <laughs> i hate when i'm listening to a podcast they don't know something and i'm like it's this, I know. It's this. 
DM us immediately upon listening to this if you know the answer. Yeah, please, please. Okay, so um, all right. So Mama Elsa calling nine one one. We have fifteen minutes. Oh my god, that is like honestly the work of a true icon. Now listen, you should not call emergency services unless you absolutely need them. But my grandma too has has been known to be a bit dramatic, and maybe wanted to see some firemen for things that didn't require firemen. But to imagine Mama Elsa laying there, the glass of wine and winking is while she's getting her blood pressure taken. Yeah, like it's amazing. <sighs> no, it's I mean it's comedy. Um, if I have to hear Julia vomit burp one more time, I'm quitting life. I mean, I have my I always have my captions on and it said like belch twice. It was like belch on the screen, then belch on the captions. And I was just like, no. Imagine Julia's goat milk pickle breath. Goat milk. Okay, goat we gotta milk, we gotta vodka, move on. Martina vaginal juice pickle breath. That is the most vile. Anyway. Okay. Also, I really appreciate Nicole bringing up the potential NDA that Larsa probably had to sign. Nicole? I feel like Nicole said that because of us. Nicole is. If you're, us. I, Just Nicole us. has listened to this podcast, and we have mentioned an NDA. And if we were any part of the reunion, Nicole, like, we're Thank honored. You. I mean, I can't imagine she's still listening to this, but Nicole, if you're there again, you look flawless. I think you should let Gertie borrow that dress because I think it would also look amazing on Gertie. Also, like skin color would be gorgeous on that. Just an overall general observation. Nicole handled handled herself like perfectly. Even like Marisol said, you did a beautiful job this season. I hate you. You did a beautiful job. (laughs) Um, Marisol's like, fuck you. You did amazing. Um, I think that a mentor. Marisol's tough but the thing is is like I almost I did like her better this episode I liked that okay so that's what they were saying when Nicole was saying Marisol you literally texted me and said how real I was and how amazing I did and then now you're calling me fake and Alexi was like no she's right bro she's right like bro you did say that bro like yeah (laughs) like no lie a hundred like you did break bro you did say that right so that's what I liked um I think Adriana is truly unstable. The fact that she threw cookies at her, she showed a picture of Kanye. She called her all, she oh, called her the most horrible names and then got up at the end and said, I'm so sorry I did any of that. I didn't mean to hurt you. I love you. <laughs> and Lark's is like, please don't hug me. <laughs> the box. And she's like, I got my Tiffany box, Andy. I was like, what is this? Andy was What's... like, you knew there was something in the box. Like it, when a housewife was... goes like this. Yeah. <laughs> When a housewife yeah. reaches behind the couch, I just, yeah. I want to be a producer that is setting up the cameras <laughs> and watches the housewife come out with her prop and put it behind the couch or behind the pillow or underneath the cushion. The printed text messages. The printed 28 point font. I want to yeah. see. And the producer's just like, yes. Yeah. And Andy's Does Andy like, require oh. it? Is Andy like, here's our scavenger hunt? They the love day. the tea. But the I will say though, when the when the proof comes out, it's never good enough. The proof so we're always teased with the proof and like the previews, the commercials, and then we're always like teased that it's gonna be coming up, coming up. And then they pull it out and it's like not that incriminating. It's never that incriminating. It's never that good. I like when Andy was like, What's that box? Kanye's dick. <laughs> I know Andy, <laughs> Andrew Cohen was not he was on fire. He was doing he was like, this is job. Peacock. No one's going to see this. I like, also love when he addressed his like New Year's Eve drinking, which like, I don't know why that was yeah. a scandal. It was literally a New Year's Eve and he was getting lit and he's like, who the fuck cares? I was, it was I New know. Year's. I was drunk. And, and he was talking like, about like a horrible politician. Like 
who cares? He was like, what? were you all surprised that Andy's liberal? Like, were you all like shocked that Andy Cohen, the out and proud gay housewives creator was liberal? Like what? Very shocking. I was very shocked. I was shocked how, how, um, Either Julia is very tall or Andrew is not very tall. Maybe a combo of I think two. Andy is like, I think it's both. What would you do if you, okay, let me ask you this. I'm just going to Google. We are going on Watch What Happens Live. We're yeah. meeting Andy Cohen. What, you get to ask him one question that he has to answer. Oh, he's my height. So 4'11". He's 5'9". Okay. So you're 5'8". Um... No, five, I actually, five, seven. I actually am like closer to five ten, but I don't tell people that because they'll assume that I'm, do you know what I like? Yeah. You can't be like <laughs> five, nine and a half. Right. Exactly. Because people will half. be like, so you're five, two. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was like, are you five, six or yeah. what? If, when on? you say a half people automatically assume it's five inches less than what it said. Like, well, I thought I was five, six, which I put on my driver's license. And then Rex wanted to measure me the other day. Turns out I am a very solid five, five. Oh, that's cute. People think I'm like bigger. Okay. I don't know. I don't so think so. You got to ask Andy one question in person. What are you asking him? I know that's kind of a hard on the spot question. Uh, I don't even know. I don't, I, I honestly, I don't even know. I don't okay, know. If you're listening, DM us. And you know what? Let's put it, let's slap that up on our stories and say, if you have a yeah. question. You can ask Andy Cohen one thing. And tag him. I want to know this. Will Andy Cohen agree on his deathbed to just let it rip? Tell us every- The raw footage. I want to know every single thing. It, by the way, if I was a criminal mastermind, do you know what I would do before- Break first, into I would Andy er- Cohen's house. I would erase all student debt. I would just be like, oh, I guess that's gone. And then, and then I would hack into the Bravo mainframe, hacker mm-hmm. style- I would get all of the raw footage from every episode of Housewives, Vanderpump, everything ever. And I would just release it to the world. Like Julian Assange, why didn't you do that? We would be on our couches for 17 days straight. Edward Snowden, like, what are you doing? COVID would be eradicated because we would all be in our houses for like months watching it. I would be like in Batman. Nature would restore itself. Oh my God. Remember like in Batman forever when they have like the, like this, like they're sitting in front of the screens with like, they're like, yeah. that. it would be like that. Just like beam the info. And I just need, I need to know everything. Don't cut anything. Give us, give us the master tape. We love uncut. Well, some of us. Anyway, something that's really funny is that every single time this like an episode of Miami is ending in the bottom right hand corner of my screen, they always, yes, I love it. they're like forcing the Kardashians down our throat. And they're like, well, you watched Larsa. You must love the Kardashians. They're like, listen, bitch, we know you're gay. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> this is for the girls and the gays. Here <laughs> you go. Don't even touch that remote coming up they're, next. Honestly. And I, ne- and I'm always like hitting my remote, like to get out quick. I'm always like, so <laughs> So fast. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't suck me in. Yeah. If if it plays, I will again, I'll be just sitting there for seven hours. This will be a Kardashian recap account. Like it's not. I'm not saying it shouldn't be. Comments by celebs does that and they do really well with it. I'm not saying we shouldn't get our eyes on the new. No. So now that Miami's over, you guys, we're going to be bringing you 
We're going to be bringing vintage, you iconic. Vintage iconic episodes of House Vibes coming at you fast. I mean, listen, no podcast has ever done Damn it before. Damn, my sister! My sister! My, my sister! I need to see that. Elmer is looking at me like this. We don't know which episode we're doing first, but we're going to really, we have to talk about it. I know. I feel like, I feel like kicking things off with either Morocco or Scary Island is like really a good idea. What was first? Scary Island was first. Yeah. Scary Island. Although I really want to do, this is not the Plaza Hotel. This is Morocco. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't even know where to start. I don't know where to start. I know because- I Do know, we start with Aviva's leg getting thrown on the table? This is for children without legs. The whole the whole St. Bart's trip with Toma. No, I can't. I was that Turks and Caicos. It's this one and the same. <laughs> Toma, where is he now? We probably got him on the pod. Oh my god! I don't okay. want to talk. To um, him. guys, thank you so much for joining for coming along on this Miami journey. We have loved every moment of it. We will be. Listen, no matter how big, famous, or lost and sad we are, we are going to be reca- we're going to be recapping this show as many seasons as it's on. So forever and ever and ever in, in perperpetuity. So this is it. <laughs> this is this, it. This isn't it. No, it's not this it. Because we're going to be back. It. Okay, so hey. you can find us at Mummy Dearest Podcast on yes. Patreon and Instagram. You can find me at Zach Mellon anywhere where social media exists. Hmm. Uh, you can find me at I am Sloan Steel and at Oh My Erotica. And please, if you could just take a minute to rate and review the show, that gives us like a big help. And if you like it, pass it on to a friend, you know, please. tell them to put it on while they're cleaning their house or, you know, being an international you drug got- or whatever. And you guys have two options. So my birthday is on Monday. You guys have two options. You can either Venmo me mm-hmm. or you can pass the podcast along and you d- you you don't have any other choices you have to either Venmo me one of the two or or tell someone about our podcast and that's those are your only two choices I mean if everybody Venmoed you a dollar you'd have like ten dollars I'd have ten bucks long that's a lot that's a few chicken nuggets that's okay love you guys love you okay bye adios thanks for listening to the mummy dearest podcast see you next time and remember Don't read from the Book of the Dead.